to flourish. I want to flourish. I want to flourish. And I pray that you also flourish in this year. I pray that you receive this and you flourish in this year. There's no reason for us to remain the same. There's no reason for us to remain doomed. There's no reason for us because we've got a theme that is telling us you are flourishing. And that the hand of the Lord is upon us. And I believe in this year, I believe it so much that the hand of the Lord is upon us. Amen and amen. So let's go back to the characteristics of the palm tree. Number one, it grows upright. It grows upright. Palm trees grows straight up. They grow straight up. So the palm tree, it grows straight up. It has no branches. Okay? The palm tree grows straight up, but it doesn't have branches. Whilst the cedar tree, it also grows high, but the cedar tree grows outward. It has many branches. So the things that are not in the palm tree, you can find in the cedar tree. That's why God mentioned the two trees, so that what you are not finding there, in the palm, you can find so that you are a holistic person. You are this person who is whole and you are able to flourish. So it's always looking up towards heaven. Now, a palm tree Christian must be upright. A palm tree Christian must be upright. When we are talking about uprightness, it's so difficult to find one who's such. But if the churches are full, I tell you, the church is full of people. But there's this religiosity, I don't know what you call it. We are so religious, so much that we have ceased to do what the word of God says. And we, we still come to church, we hear the word, but we don't apply it. But in this season and in this year of the hand of the Lord, we are being called to be upright. Hallelujah. We are being called to be upright. If you want to flourish... If you really want to go far, if you want to do well, if you want to bloom, and if you want to grow, you've got to be upright. I'm calling upon men and women of God in this place, the young men, the young women, the boys and girls that are here, because this starts even as a young person. You need to be upright. Stop lying. Stop lying. Be truthful. Be truthful. You know, being untruthful has caused so much havoc in families. Being untruthful has caused divorces. People are divorced yet staying together. Because it's easy to lie. It's easy. You, you, sometimes even when you are not called to do so, you just find yourself lying, you know. Uh, even when it's not necessary. <laughs> sometimes it's not, it's, it's not, not sometimes, it's not necessary. But you find yourself speaking not the truth, but you're just lying, you know. Even right here on the pulpit. Even right here on the pulpit, men and women of God sometimes do lie. People testify and they're lying. They know what they're preaching about. They did not get it from God. They got it from somewhere, but they come and praise the Lord right in front of us. And God knows the truth. We are being called to be upright. We are being called to be upright. Tell the truth. Where have you been? I had passed through Mrs. So-and-so, 
Who is he? Ah, she's my friend. Are you sure? Is that the truth? Be truthful about your life. Be truthful where you work. Because God sees the heart. I always say, God reads the heart. So yes, you can lie to me, but you can never lie to God. And you know what? Results are coming in the next 5, 10 years and 15 years. As long as you continue to lie, you will not have a marriage in 15 years to come. Because you will be found out. <laughs> you will be found out. So be upright. Be an upright person and be truthful about you. You know, you can, you can, you can refuse. You can deal with this habit of lying. Right there at school where nobody is. You are still a Christian. You are still a Christian. Yes, you are still a Christian when you are at school. You are a Christian when you are at work. So therefore, you need to be truthful. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Be upright about everything around you. Be upright about everything. We say that the palm tree grows straight up. It just looks towards heaven. And you also need to do the same. To look unto God for everything in your life. Even when things, um, thank you so much, uh, Pastor Makore, when you were saying, even when things seem not to be working, sometimes things seem not to be working. It's like you're working for nothing. It's like you, your life is moving in circles. I remember the other time, you know, when we, 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 we got married, uh, when we got married, uh, our pastor then was, our pastor, he was a business person, lovely. He has passed on. He's going to be with the Lord. Now, when we got married, I think a year or two after we got married, he called uh, 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 Pastor Fateh and he said, uh, Fateh, I found a stand right there in Shtungwiza and I want you to buy it. And then my, my husband says, no, we don't, have, we don't have money to buy now. And he said, I'll buy for you. You will give it back to me because I want you to have a stand. That's how lovely he was. And indeed, he bought a stand for us. And during that time, we loved the Lord as a couple. We would serve the Lord. We would do things in the house of God. But honestly telling you, it seems like sometimes you are, you are like the one who's left out. You know, the people around you, they look like they are flourishing better than you. Yeah, that's what it seems like. When you are at school, everybody's passing and you are struggling. For you to pass, you really have to read hard. You have to put your legs in the dish, cold water, and all night reading. But somebody who's playful, they even go for gigs. They come back, they write, and they pass. Hallelujah. And when that stand was bought, of course, he gave it back. But when it was bought, it took us years for us to build it. And this other time now, when we thought we had the money to build it, we bought first, what do we call it? First bricks. Nice bricks for our house. And then God spoke to him and he says, give it to the church. We were building that time a church. And God spoke to him and says, mama, we have to give this to the church. It was the only time then I thought maybe now I'm going to be a landlord. I'm no longer going to be lodging, you know. And, and there it is. Let's give it to the church. And indeed, we sent it to the church. And we lived for years. I don't remember. Probably 10, 13 years before the stand was built. We would go there here and there to look at it. and. You know, everybody will come and dump their rubbish at that stand. That stand, when we wanted to build it then, it was so full of rubbish. 
it was full of rubbish because it was now a dump site. When things seem like you are just in circles, you have to continue to be an upright man. You have to continue to soldier on in the Lord. Because he says, <laughs> this God read that. <laughs> He's not respected of men or persons. He watches over his people. He watches over his word to perform it. But now when we then started building that house, people would come and see, they, would, they would just call each other and say, come and see this house. <laughs> We're now a referral point. But back then it wasn't like that. Men and women of God, the hand of the Lord is upon us. You have to believe it. That his hand is upon my life. Yes, things are like this. Should I continue to be upright? Yes, you can. Should I be corrupt? No, you don't have to be corrupt. You can be straight up. Hallelujah. Praise his name. Be faithful to married couples and to those that are in relationships. Be an upright person. Be an upright man. Be an upright woman. You know, these days we are no longer even talking about men so much, but about women. I was listening to this documentary yesterday night. I was listening to this. It was, I think it was Sky News. They were talking about vaping. And they said 14% of the boys are, are vaping. And 21% of girls are vaping. They are now on drugs. Right now, as we talk about the girl child, it's worse. Uprightness demands you to be faithful. Be faithful to one woman, one man. Be faithful. That's the word that you need to hear. It's possible. It's very possible. Be upright and just stick to your wife and to your husband. You don't have to do this thing that young people do. You young people that are here. You know, I have to have at least five so I can choose from there. That's what they say. How many? You have a girlfriend? At least five. So that I can say A, B, C, D. My mother told me to choose this one. But I like to choose this one. But the best of them is this one. It will be difficult for you to stay to one married woman or one married man if your life is like that before you are married. I tell you, just change your attitude and be an upright man. Be an upright woman. Number two, a tree is not affected by drought. Pastor Makore has just alluded to it. It's not affected by drought. I like what he said. He says, he said that it bends, but it doesn't break. It can break, it can bend, but it never breaks. Even when a storm comes, you see it can bend, but it never breaks. You are not called to break. You are a child of God. No situation in your life can break you. A righteous man falleth seven times, but rises up again all this time. So, you know, there's nothing that God gives you that you can't handle. Even in a drought situation, a situation where it's so difficult for you, you don't even know if you are breathing or not. Yes, you are breathing because if you are thinking, you are breathing. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Yes, you can survive this. It survives in the most difficult of, 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 of environments. And God is saying, you, the righteous man is like a palm tree. 
Well, I'm a righteous word. That's another key word. You can't break. Hallelujah. So whatever the weather condition, palm tree is not affected in any way until it's cut down. Until it's cut down. If you are still living, there is hope. As long as you are still breathing, there is hope. There is no need for you to continue contemplating on suicidal thoughts. Men and women of God, you are so important in the eyes of God. You can't leave. You can't, you, you know, you can't lose heaven because of the challenges that you have. What is it that can cause you to say, I think taking my life is better. Nothing. Hear me and hear me very well. Nothing is, 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 is as bad as taking your life. You, you can't even begin to entertain. You know, I thought this, this, this word about suicide is not for Christians. Christians are going through thick and thin. That's why we are here so that we strengthen each other. The thick and thin that you're experiencing, you can overcome it. You are an overcomer. You are an overcomer. You are an overcomer. Say, I'm an overcomer. Say, I'm an overcomer. You can weather the storms. You can weather the storms. Most of these palm trees that we are talking about, I wanted to show it to you. Some of them are, in, are right there at the edges of a beach or in the, in the edges of a sea. You will see them. And then, you know, but even like that, they can never be broken. You are like that. There's so much power in you. You can weather the storms in the name of Jesus. You can weather the storms in the name of Jesus. That boss of yours who is trouble, my God and my Savior, is going to deal with you. Ah, you can't leave work because of that boss. As long as God is saying it's your work, it's your work. You can't close that business because of this that is happening. No, 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 no. You are called to enlarge that business. If you are the CEO, you are the owner, or you are the principal of that, take it and run with it. Whatever situation has happened at your workplace, you can weather the storm. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Because storms are coming. If they are not yet there, but they are coming. Hallelujah. So, you only grow when you face trials. That's you... You only grow when you face trials. You only grow when you face trials. Please hear me and hear me well. I always say, I heard uh, Bishop T.T. Jake saying, most Christians want to say God is my provider, but they never want to go hungry. Yes, he was preaching this other day, and he says, a lot of people want to say Jehovah is, is Jehovah Jireh, but they never want to go grow hungry. How are you going to say Jehovah is your Jireh? And most people say, Jehovah, my, my healer, but they never want to get sick. How are you going to experience the hand of the Lord? That testimony is powerful for somebody to come to the Lord. So if trials are coming, it means you are loved by God. Count it all joy. I know sometimes it's difficult to say it, but James says it's counted all joy when trials and temptations befall you. Why? Because they bring endurance. Hallelujah. So when storms are there, it's for you to grow. It's for you to say, I've seen the Lord. It's for you to testify of his goodness. So don't say, eh, the Lord has forsaken me. I don't know what to do. You know, when people are in trials and temptations, they stop coming to church. Yeah, they stop. 
I had I had one pastor who was saying, you know, this child, this daughter of mine, her mother got sick and she says she she said that um I'm no longer coming to church until my mother gets sick because I've got to look for money to look after her. <laughs> Hallelujah. So when trials and temptations come, it's because God wants to give you a muscle. You, there's something that you need to do in the house of the Lord. It's probably you're supposed to be preaching to others. You're supposed to be testifying. You're supposed to be encouraging somebody. You are a testimony. You're a letter. And you can only be read when trials are coming your way. And when you conquer them, praise be to the Lord, you go on another level. So when trials are coming, it's for your good. God is building muscles. Don't forsake worshiping God. Don't forsake coming to church because you've got trials. If God forsakes you, you will stop breathing. You will stop breathing right there and there. <laughs> He's God of grace. Because what we do to him sometimes, if I was God, you would find nobody on earth. I remember this, this woman saying, you know what? God is so gracious indeed. If God was going to go and live just for a day, and he was going to say, please be God for today. He was going to come back and the world was empty. <laughs> That's what she said. And I really believe so. Because sometimes what we do before God, it's, it's just so bad. If I was God, he is so gracious. Let's give him something to celebrate us for. Let's give God something to celebrate us for. Let him say, have you seen my son, Job? Let him say, have you seen my son, Rumbitai? My son, this one. My daughter, this one. You have say it because he's proud of me. Hallelujah. Praise his name. Don't replace God with money. Don't worship other gods. In situations where things are tough, back in Zimbabwe, I don't know if it's right here, but we've got the apostolic sect. Oh, it is. Yeah. Don't, listen, even in difficult situations where you feel probably your son or daughter is just about to die, even when it's like that, you still have to hold on to God. You still have to say, I believe in God. Hallelujah. You have to be like Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Who says, oh, king, live long. Our God, whom we worship, is going to save us. But even if he doesn't, you've got to come to that place where you say, even if he doesn't. Don't worship other gods. Don't go at night to the Zingangas. I don't know what you call them here, right here in South Africa. Sangomas at night. When nobody, when the pastor is not looking because God is looking, don't try to hide and go to Sangomas during the night. Your God is alive. Your God is alive. Even if he's not going to come through for you right there and then, he's still your God. Amen and amen. Don't worship money. Some people stop coming to church because they have to make money. Money is good. Money answers all things. But money is never God. Money is not God. Find time to worship and to come to the house of the Lord. Amen and amen. Find time. We had Baba at one of these couples, couple meetings, couples meetings where he said, Mama and I, we decided that we will never miss church. That's what Baba said at a couples meeting. He says, we will never miss, but he always says it. So he says, even when we are at a funeral, 
If it's a Sunday, of course, we know we'll have church on a Sunday, but we never miss church. Even when we go for holidays, we have taken that in our family. Even when we go for holidays, Sunday is church day. It is the Christians who forsake worshiping God on Sunday. Go to the Indians, those that who are other religions. It is the Christians who don't go to church because our God is so gracious, so we dilly dally and do, do anything that we want to do. We don't go to church when you feel like you are sick, you just have a throat. But Monday morning you go to work with the same throat and even worse. Don't we see you at work? Some of you, I, I saw a lady who had a toothache. She was not a good sight to look at. She was at work. If it was church, she would never go to church. It is us Christians who act like that and we say we don't. And in fact, you boycott on God probably because of the pastor or because of somebody who wronged you in the church. They are not gods. They are not gods. Your God is alive. Come to church and serve your God. Come to church and serve God. More so for the young people. More so for the, he's a life giver. And God shapes destinies. So if you go to church, I believe my destiny was shaped in church. You know where I'm coming from? Where I came from? The other time I passed through where I was, I was raised by my parents. The house that we're living on. I had DP Chuma and Mama, and we're coming from Chegutu right there for an excellence training seminar. So I said, let me just pass through. I want to show you where I grew up. And then we passed through. She kept saying, so this is where you grew up? I said, yes. Even when I wedded, it was this place. And she kept saying, nobody would believe you when you say it. God shapes destinies. Young people who are here, God shapes destinies. There's nothing that I can tell you that works. I've seen it. I know my mother used to say it. My mother used to say, Vanangu, I have nothing to give you because we were poor. It's only God that we are flying. It's just the end of the Lord. My mom will keep saying, Vanangu, I have nothing to give you. Indeed, she had nothing to give you, to give us. But she would say, I give you God. That's what she kept saying. I give you God. My father would say, I give you education because he was not a Christian then. But my mother would say, I give you God. So I'm giving you God, young people. Love your God. Love your God. Don't save him on behalf of your parents. Because you're a grown-up, you're also growing up. You need a life of your own. When, when Pastor, Pastor Fatih was doing a commando family sometime, he, he said that me and Rumbizai, we are a family. Very soon, to my kids. Hello. Hi. Hi, Miranda. <laughs> so, so, so he said, me and Rumizai are the core family. These are our children. But very soon, we will be an extended family to these guys. They, will be, they won't be seeing them every day because they'll be married and have their own children and their families. So young people, you will have your life. Don't come here and sit uh, 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 because your parents are asking you to. Now you need to make a decision during this conference. Young people, stand up. Powerful. Powerful. Praise his name. We have a powerful church. Ah, clap hands for the young people. Clap hands for the young people. Listen. Make a decision. This conference you have come to, it's not on account of your parents. It's on your account. Because if you die today, you are accountable to God. You have to answer to him, not to your parents. 
And sometimes some, sometime you're going to leave your parents and have your life. So when you go to school, you're a child of God. If you haven't received Christ as your personal savior, this is the moment I'm giving you right now. If you haven't received and you feel that I haven't, I've been coming to church, but I haven't received God as my personal savior. I want you to raise your hand and come here right now and say, I want to receive Jesus. If you haven't, listen, coming to church with your parents doesn't make you a Christian. Making a decision to love God makes you a Christian. If you haven't done that in your life, on your own accord, you need to make a decision. I see no one is raising a hand. Praise to the name of the living God. It means we are saved. It means we received Christ. Yes, it's something to clap hands for. But I want to tell you young people, I know you are at school and school has so many challenges. You still have to be upright and make a decision to live well. You are going to meet challenges at the college. You are still a child of God. Learn to say no. Learn to say no. You won't die. You won't die. Say I won't die. You won't die because you want to fit in. You won't die because... You feel like if I don't go for this gig, if I don't smoke, if I don't drink, I don't fit in. You won't die if you say no. Do we know the word no? Say no. Yes. It's a powerful word. You, not, not every man who comes to you, you can't say yes, yes, yes to every man because you, 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 you are merciful. I've heard young people who say that. I just can't say no. I feel so sorry for the guy. You, you, you're going out with many guys because you feel so sorry for them. You're still a Christian. Young people, you are ambassadors for Christ. I always give this example. I, I, she challenged me. You know when Munashe Gurupira Nyagomo now, when she went to the University of Zimbabwe, we never had a student from the university. But when she set foot at the University of Zimbabwe, Cave of Adlam was given so many students by her, her alone. So many had gone to the university. But when she did go to university, she brought so many. Right now, we also have a remnant. Some of them, you know, Anna Minister Omali. It was Munashe's witnessing who brought those kinds of guys. You know, some of them now are, are, are pastors. Because when she went to the university, she continued to preach God. Preach God where you are, young people. Love God where you are, young people. You are a powerful, powerful church. You are a powerful church. And I want you to know that you can say no to anything that distracts you. And to the challenges that are coming in your life because they are. Learn to say no. Sit down. A palm tree bears fruit in old age. It's evergreen. It's evergreen. Others can turn dark and brown, but for a palm tree, it never. Because you assume that when something is so high, when it's hit by storm, it breaks. But not with a palm tree. That's what God wants us to do. He doesn't want you to break. Don't break because of challenges that are coming. Don't break. So, you are evergreen. You are evergreen. You, you are a Christian at night. You are a Christian in the morning. You are a Christian at the mountaintop. You are a Christian in the valley. You are a Christian during the day. You are a Christian. Listen, you serve God in the morning. You serve God in the afternoon. You serve God in the evening. You never stop serving God. 
Because you don't have money. Walk if you have to, to come to church. Because he's the life giver. Even when you are sick, you still call on God. And say, Lord, I depend on you. Don't depend on your money. Don't depend on your medical aid. Still continue to call God. Then you remain evergreen. And you bear fruit in your old age. Now, that's a cedar tree. This is a cedar tree. So it says you're going to grow like a cedar tree in Lebanon. So I found a tree in Lebanon because these are trees in Lebanon. And when I was researching this, a, a tree that is more than 2,000 years old, a cedar tree that is more than 2,000 years old. Now, a cedar tree grows upward, but it also grows downward. Now there's a speaker who once said, if you want to go further, go deeper first. Did you hear what I say? If you want to go further, go deeper first. If you want to succeed and flourish, you need to go deeper. This tree that is called the cedar tree, its roots are more stronger than the palm trees. The, the cedar tree can anchor its root on rocks and it continues to go deep down so that it doesn't fall. So it grows upwards. It also grows downwards. It grows outwards. It has branches. And this is what God is calling us to do as Christians. There's so much we can do in the house of God. There's so much we can do in the house of the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise his name. Praise his name. Again, another, another characteristic of a palm tree is its inability to graft. Grafting is like when you are, um, grafting is, is to integrate on another or with another. When you take, you, you take on a lemon tree, you also graft and put a, an orange tree. I think that's when we got this fruit that is called, what do we call it? Grapefruit. Yes, that's how we got grapefruit. Because it was grafted. A lemon tree on, a, on an orange tree, on an orange tree, on a lemon tree. We get a different fruit. You are a Christian. You can never be grafted to anyone. Now, the palm tree can, it doesn't have that quality. It refuses to be grafted to anything. If you graft it to anything, it dies. Now, you are a Christian. You, you, you can't be grafted into another, a system that you know is not godly. You, you can't graft anything on, on a palm tree. No, it refuses. You should be like that. Refuse to be grafted, even on character. Refuse to be grafted. You are a child of God. The word of God says, bad, bad company corrupts what? Good behavior. But when you continue to be with those people that, that are not good for you, you will be grafted. And the kind of fruit that comes out after that is a different fruit altogether. You will not be the same. You will not be the same. I'm telling you, you will not be the same. I'm telling you, you will not be the same. If you continue to live with the friends that you are living with and to be around the people that you are around with, if you continue to be, you know, the men that you are friends with is one where small houses everywhere and you call them your friends. The woman that you say is your friend, they do exactly the same. And you call them your friend very, very soon. It might not be now. Now, Pastor Fatih always says, when one is cold, if you have a flu or a cold, and I sit next to you, 
you don't see f- flu coming inside of you, you know, it's coming, it's coming, and it's coming through your nose. Do you see it? No. You don't even know when you sit with that person that flu has come inside of you, right? That's what he always says. You only learn that you now have flu when the symptoms come to, begin to what? To come out. That's what it does with character. That's how you get grafted. You don't know that you have changed. You think you are the same. No, you are not the same. You have totally changed. You can, you know, you can pretend like you are the same. No, we see it. Do you know when you are bitter, you don't even know that you are bitter. People who are outside, they can tell there's something wrong with this man or this woman. Because once she speaks, bitterness comes out of her. But you don't know it. Until you begin to say, I am bitter. Then you will know. Because you are so malicious when you speak. You slander people because you are bitter. So you, if, if you don't move away or if you don't deal with whatever is happening in your life, you are being infused and your character is becoming different. Amen and amen. You need to change. Don't be grafted. Don't, don't want to be... Some of us, we really want to fit in so much, so much that we do anything for us to fit in into a group of people or into a system. We just do right about anything. Don't do it. You are a child of God. I gave an example the other time when I was working at this NGO. It was, a, it was an office. It was a, an open office. I think we were about four of us. But in that office, there was this lady that I was working with, a young one. But she was not married. She would go out with, uh, you know, these old men, other people's men. Well, yes, I did learn quite a lot from her concerning marriage, which also helped me to keep my marriage. But then the other time, my husband says, you must watch out how you are speaking because your tongue is, is becoming loose. My tongue was becoming a bit loose. Because you know those kind of people, they speak anything and they say anything. They, they don't watch out. They don't even look at who is who's around them. They just speak. So I was beginning to be like that. And then he said, watch out. Now, watch out. And then I realized it was true. I had to change even offices. Listen, watch out. The people that you're spending time with, they are not good for you. Run away with your life. If you want to flourish, you need to run away. Let's come in church and hear what the word of God is saying. And do what the word of God is saying. You are called to flourish. You are called to flourish. You are called to weather the storms. You can weather the storms. Thank you and God bless you.